Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. The Matchball. Hello. Welcome to the show brought to you with Levi Solicitors. There is a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. It's Dan, Michael and Rob with you on the, the Palace match ball. Ah, shite. That's all I've got to say on the matter. Boring. I'm awful, bored. awful, wasn't it? Started well and then Started just well. progressively got worse. My big takeaway from that was there's no plan B. When teams figure us out, we're in trouble. Mm, Twas ever thus. That was always the, the Bielsa criticism, wasn't it? But um, yeah, I'm worrying. Is this? I was Rob was just quoting the the games we've now taken two points from. We're basically the Chelsea game away from wanting um, Marsh sacked, aren't we? <laughs> Probably. If you take yeah. that out, you'd be looking at it going, "Yeah, it's not really working." This get rid. Yeah, I mean the football. The football concerns me. It concerns me. What was it in the second half? One shot right at the end, which was the, the one that Joffy barely touched. It was. Yeah. Like, it was a miss hit for him, wasn't it? That trickle to the goalkeeper like in the first half we see we seem to kind of have the measure of them but I remember saying to you both in the first in the first half if we don't get to half time in front we'll change something at half time and then what and then what do we face mm. and unfortunately my, my worst fears were uh, were realised um, yeah it just it stopped working didn't it when they made the change to four four two, and we didn't have any answer there was no response tactically to what they were doing we um, we really messed that up not to be winning at half time because yeah. we were the better team by quite a distance mm-hmm. I felt I mean we. I said to you halfway through that first half god these are rubbish yeah because they were just kicking the ball out of play we looked good the press was working their keeper was going mental constantly um, and then yeah just a daft free kick to give away from Cooper um, weird defending from the free kick I don't really know what happened there mm. and yeah we got in at one all when we it really should have been at least 1-0 if not more yeah, the way it, we were playing if Bamford puts away that chance where he's He's through on goal and he, he looks like he should probably take it with his right, but he, he ends up under his feet a bit. So he ends up having to sort of jab at it with the outside of his left and it's all a bit untidy looking. And if he scores that, then I think we probably win the game. There were other chances as well where there was one where it was from Gaeta trying to play out actually and end it with Jackie who then passed it to Bamford. He had a really bad touch in the box. That was the sort of one that if, if a striker's on form there, they probably either sweep it straight in or they take one foot, one shot to get it out of their feet and then just roll it into a corner. But having having fucked those up um, yeah just let them back in and from them scoring we kind of didn't know what to do it felt like we, mm-hmm. we they came they were coming back into it from, from about half an hour in uh, and the goal happened within that period as well but from second half it was useless like none of the changes worked didn't they when we when we brought people on did well, it, well, they didn't influence the shape of the game no, no well it felt like we were essentially taking Bamford off because he wasn't fit enough to play a full game rather than any sort of tactical change which was actually what was required at that point, probably, was a, a tweak in formation. But 
just trying to do more of the same and it, it didn't work. We just seem to, I mean, it goes back to the old point of transfers and quality, doesn't it? We just seem to lack the quality to to win games when they're there for us to be won. Um, but yeah, the, the style of football, it's, cause it's funny, isn't it? We were, I'm trying to, trying to get my th- thoughts into something coherent here about um, why that felt so demoralising, but we we were quite good and quite effective with it in the in the first half. So it's not like it doesn't or can't work. Mm. But then in the second half, it was like the polar opposite of it. And, and we just seemed to be kind of that kick and rush, trying to force it into the area, force chances. Um, what what happened in between times? I don't understand how it can go from being completely effective to utterly nullified. The, um, the second half felt like the entire 90 minutes there last season. Mm. That was what it was for the whole game. And it was absolutely terrible to watch. Like I say, I was just bored by that second half. I just wanted it to finish. It was just crap. There was no, there was no sort of redeeming features to it. It, it felt like Palace were probably going to score at some mm. point um, and it never felt like we were going to do much whatsoever. It, it, it felt like we needed to change things earlier and I don't know, it's a bit frustrating because I feel like Marsh often talks about being proactive with his substitutions and injecting energy to the team and it just seemed too easy that they only made a slight change. It wasn't... I don't know because the commentator was saying it was four four two, but it didn't look like a massive change of shape. Mm. And also, it was just a very simple change that then completely offset what we were doing, and we never really got to grips with it from then on. The, the main thing I seem to notice, I don't know if this was actually the case because they maybe they just didn't have much possession in the in the first half to see. They had more than us in the first to, half to see it occurring. <laughs> it wasn't in our half though. In fact, none yeah. of it was threatening, was it? It was no. mainly Gaeta and the defenders um, panicking, passing it around to each other, but. I felt, like, I felt like I didn't notice Eze at all in the first half and then the second half he seemed mm. to be deeper and just on the ball a lot and dictating things there and we never really got to grips with him I'm not sure whose job it is to get to grips with him whether it's that should be Aronson or Rodrigo or someone who's someone who would be you know an attacking player should be maybe on him but he seems to have loads and loads of room I feel like as well when we when it's going well for us we get teams hemmed in with the press and it works fairly well at points but then when we have the ball and we're trying to clear it it just feels like we never ever make a pass. It's always it's always just a clearance to no one, and yeah. then and it just invites pressure back on and back on, and eventually it feels like the team's always going to score. And there's I think there's only so long you can not have the ball without them without the opposition scoring a goal. Ultimately, just, it'll cost you in the Premier League, won't it? Yeah, like the, you can't just give it back to them and hope that eventually you'll win the ball back. There needs to be more of a plan, I think, to actually keep possession when you. Well, wh- why did it work? It why clear. did it work against Chelsea then? And why didn't it work in the second half today? Um, it's a good question. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking on the Phil Hay show weren't we at the back end of the week about um, like what do you feel like your tactical knowledge is and I feel like I'm I'm quite re- I'm relatively educated tactically wise but you know that's for, for a non-professional I like to think I've learned a lot more in the last two years three four years than I ever knew before but I look at that and I think I don't know <laughs> somebody fix it it might Marsh fix it it might not always necessarily be tactical though as well I think there were a few plays that had off days which didn't really help it. I thought Adams there was a few mm. balls that just seemed to ricochet off him or passes going astray he, t- he tends to be really good at gaining possession <clears> back but then when he's in possession he's just that little bit kind of he looks a little bit like rabbit in the headlights sometimes yeah. doesn't he yeah. I thought Cooper got done a few times the free kick he gave away for the goal was just mm. but he was involved daft. in both wasn't he actually yeah, yeah there was another moment where he he lost a marker a couple of times and I think it was when Christensen made a really good block Cooper mm. sort of went floundering around somewhere there Bamford was one of those games of mm. Patrick Bamford where his touch just can't seem to control it. Um, yeah, on the, on the second one, if Cooper just stands up a bit more rather than 
he kind of launches himself at Eze, doesn't he? Who just very easily nudge it to the side of him. I, and th- I think he was doing that anticipating a, like a last ditch block for a shot, yeah, wasn't he? Was he just, just went, him. nope, just another another little touch to the right. And then I think the build up to that goal was weird as well, though, because it just all seemed to open up for him. And Christensen didn't seem to challenge for a header, which mm. he's got form for, I think. It was just very weird that he just let it go. And once, yeah, once it opened up on the edge of the box, you could sort of see it coming. It's funny, isn't it? If that had finished the draw and we'd have ground it out in the second half, you would have probably said, all right, you take that. It was not a bad result, given that we had the first half there, the second cancelled each other out. But it all feels like it's going wrong now, doesn't it, when you when you lose <laughs> under those circumstances. But I was going to say, in your perception of, of Christensen there, he had his best game in the lead shirt today, it, by it, some distance. Yeah, he did really well against Zaha, I thought. And then, but I think with both goals, he was maybe involved a little bit, which mm. so you just think, ah. Yeah. It's hard to unpick it, isn't it? Like mm. when you're like this at full time, because we record this, at, you know, literally the whistle's gone five, ten minutes ago and we're just seeing the, the comments coming in now from journalists and managers and stuff like that. They're not in yet, but we will react to those when they um, when they do come in. Um, there, there were some other little picky moments, annoying refereeing things. About, and we need to talk about probably Decore and the fact that he stayed on the pitch. Mm. And I think on its own merits, you don't want to see players sent off for, for that level of stuff. But when you judge it against last week and what we endured last week with Sinistera, then you have to. I think I think it was the fact Decore got he felt like he got two passes because the first one I thought was very close to being a red because he stamp, he stands on Adams' ankle, doesn't he? As the ball's nowhere near, and they're sometimes pulled back. In the Arsenal Spurs game, there was a red for something quite similar the other the other week, wasn't there? Where it got something got looked at, but for them then to him to do another tackle, which was essentially the same tackle that both Strauch and Christensen were booked for in the second half. I mean, Strauch in particular was standing still, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think, I don't, I don't think Christensen's was, was barely a foul either. Mm. But they for, the, for them to both be booked for their tackles and Decore to be let away with that other one just feels a bit inconsistent, I thought. But I don't think we can... It's not probably a day for, for blaming the ref as much as Decore being not. sent off at that stage would have turned But the yeah, game. I was going to say, like, look at, look at what happened in the second half at Ellen Road last week and how it influences the shape of a game. Mm. And so, you, you again, it just goes back to wanting consistency. But I, I don't want to see him sent off for a couple of fouls like that. You want a, a bit more physical contact to mm. be in the game, which seems to be the direction it's gone this week, except this season, sorry. But then last week we saw it wasn't. I don't, I don't it, know, it's just... It's the refereeing stuff as well, like it was weird when they, they were doing the VAR check for their goal. All three of us were going, it's a goal, give it, stop mm. looking at it. Yeah. It's a goal. Yeah. It's fine. And, we'd like, want, and you'd, you'd think we'd want it. <laughs> yeah, like, you, 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 you want it to be going like, oh no, he's, he's actually, if you measure that, his shoulder might be off. But actually... Most football fans look at a goal like that and go, yeah, yeah it's a goal, get on with it. Look, it's fine, like, it's fine. There were some um, Leeds fans tweeting the still of the Bamford goal that mm. got ruled out at Selhurst Park, but you think, yeah, but that was onside as it well. Was. Yeah, <laughs> that, that should yeah, have yeah. been the same last year. Well, that's, when, that's when pointy hands were off, wasn't it? Yeah. That was two years ago, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. No crowd there then, was there? No. But, um, yeah, so that was, that was a bit annoying. But. I mean, on the plus side, fans were amazing as well. We have to say, like, you could mm. hear fans non-stop until, obviously, until when Palace went in front mm. and then started making noise. And in the face of Palace, is, it's obviously a famously intimidating atmosphere down there as well. <laughs> the cosplay. The old, uh, yeah, the drum. Um, come on, let's let's find a positive in this. Is there one? Uh, we didn't even get the amazing goal from Aronson, did we? Like, no. deserved when he went, oh, Eddie Gray, dancing through their defence. But it's funny, you know, I, I had a good feeling coming into this game. I don't know, I woke up this morning and I thought, Maybe just maybe today's one of those good days in football because Leeds fans were all a, a little bit uh, a little bit concerned about where this one was going to go. Rightly so, as it turned out. Mm. Um, but then when Strauch put us one up inside 10 minutes and I thought, right, good. And we were, we were genuinely... Yeah. And that is the positive. We were genuinely good until they scored. We were, we were good value for the lead. We should have probably been a couple up by that point. As it was, you kind of get to the end and you have to go, well, 2-1 to Palace is probably about fair. 
I would say. Yeah, we were we were only in front for 14, 14 minutes. Because we were second half, we were abject. There was nothing about us at all. We didn't put together a single passage of play, did we? I didn't think where we looked. Well, where the, we looked the, the stats kept flashing up, didn't they, on the screen? Like there were just no chances mm. for us. And I felt like the changes just none of it worked. No. Basically, I feel like I've never liked Rodrigo playing behind a striker anyway. So that I mean, but we were. Well, I suppose we were playing well in the first half with him there, but I never liked that as a as a way to set up. And then Bamford having an off day and ah, just none of it worked. None mm. of it worked at all. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I mean, speaking of optimism and positives, got the note here. 62 minutes. Michael talked about the positives if we go down. <laughs> if we go down. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, want to, do you want to commit that one to to the recording? <coughs> well, to the oh, stream. You can never take this back. Only insofar as we'd have some fun young players to watch in the championship. I think <laughs> it's because I watched the JPT game this week. <laughs> yeah. I think Tramira League Two, admittedly. Yeah. Maybe you should play in League Two with a load of with a load of really good youngsters. <laughs> with a lot of Premier League youngsters. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun for yeah. a season. But yeah, yeah let's I mean, not that's go the thing down. is, we're let's left, not go down. We are we are left coming to the end of another game, trying to find something remotely humorous to talk about because it's just so much of it's just not fun isn't it mm. and I've been thinking a lot this week about I can't remember who it was said uh, said it in the wake of last weekend's game but like the journey to get here was a lot more than more fun than the destination mm. I think it was this week as well wasn't it in Jesse's presser he got asked about his commitment to playing entertaining football and where that ranks alongside winning and uh, he had a big deep think about that before he answered it yeah there was, uh, a, there was a pregnant pause wasn't there yeah and I mean, and he was saying, you know, if we stick to the plan, we score a lot of goals. That's fun, the dynamism. But Christ, I mean, we scored. It's, one it's not just sticking to the plan, though, is it? It's like, is the, does the plan suit this set of players? And if the plan doesn't work, as we've seen a lot over the last four or five games, could Jesse Marsh be sacked in a week's time? I don't know. Well, my my <laughs> next my next question, actually, <laughs> genuinely, is my next question to you was going to be: Is he any good? Uh, well, maybe a week is two, two. Let's say two weeks. Actually, if we if we coming in here same time actually after the Fulham match and we've not taken any points from those, those three games what do we, what it's, do we actually it's cranking up the pressure on what do Fulham we actually game, do yeah. because I don't think we'll get anything from Arsenal Leicester are weird because they look sort of oddly good but then concede loads of goals 
and then Fulham are doing better than I expected. But if we got zero points from those games, what do you actually do? I was going to say, what, you, what you're asking there, though, is if we get the worst case scenario unfolding, which tends to be your general disposition, it has to be <laughs> Correct. said. Yeah, not, I'm not, and I'm not attacking you by saying that, mm. you would agree. Um, then it's, if it all goes to shit, then what do we do? Well, I mean, if it all goes completely to shit, then he'll get sacked, won't he? And I'm yeah. just, I should say, we should say that I don't think any of us is, is advocating for like sacking him now. That would be, it'd be daft and Premier League and reactionary. But you're, you're right to ask if in a couple of weeks, another two, three games time, if we don't get something. Because if we didn't get anything from those games, we probably would be in the bottom three or certainly right on the edge of it. Yeah. We'd be on equal or level, like maybe on goal difference, keeping out of it or a point above or something. But And, and you avoid this pressure building by picking up points and we've picked up 2 and 15 mm. I mean a point the point today would have made all the difference it's very early with the league table isn't it you yeah. win you win a game and you all of a sudden you look you look miles clear well, we would everything. have gone was it 7th or 8th today if we'd have won yeah, so it shows how tight things are right and there, even if we'd have hung on for a point we'd have been on the same as Liverpool, Everton Brentford and West Ham fine that'd have been alright that'd have been that feels like safe company just a win though as well because it's been so long mm. not, not necessarily in terms of games but just in terms of time because we had that such a long break and if we'd have played that badly in the second half and somehow spawned a win, it'd have been hilarious and fun. Mm. And, and you just, you know, it'd be very, very different. But it does feel like we kind of need to win again soon just to get that feeling again. Because the Chelsea game was mint, wasn't it? Like, it was amazing. It was ab- wasn't <laughs> yeah. it absolutely brilliant? That, that feeling that we, we properly did them. It, was, it felt like a proper underdog story. Mm. And yet, here we are. We maybe need a little bit of madness to just get us a win again. Mm. Like against that Arsenal, maybe have an early red card or something and we get a penalty and... Just another daft win to is get it, us. It's a bit scary though that we're kind of relying on yep. stuff like that to happen. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. Uh, I mean, Marsh is now in the presser, um, so we can react to to what he's saying. Um, Phil's first tweet is uh, is saying, uh, Marsh, the performance in the first half, we should have been able to come in with a lead. We're not scoring enough goals. Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. So you can see the problems, but can you fix them? Didn't want to. Didn't buy a striker, did we? No, yeah. it was a. Uh... Was it not Kinnear that said that there'll be more than enough goals in this team or something mm. after the transfer window? Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when we, uh, yeah, I mean, and we've seen the Cody Hakpo rumor. As uh, he must have watched that and thought, mm, I've agreed personal terms, but I've not signed anything yet. Can I maybe see what else is out there? What about this then? Even the second half, I don't think that was a bad performance. We just weren't dangerous enough. No, shit, second half, it was terrible. I hated what? it. it was we, couldn't, we couldn't string two passes together. We had zero threat. Mm. And we defended badly. What's Jesse getting at then with that? I don't know. Is it delusional? I think he's wrong. <laughs> would be the, would be, I don't see how you can be at all happy with the second half. Yeah, you can't not have a shot until stoppage time in the second half and say no. it was good. No. no, He's wrong. He's wrong about the second half. First half, fine. Yeah, we were, we were decent and we should have been going in a goal up at least. in the. Uh, but, you know, equally, if we're going to give away stupid free kicks, not defend them, that's part of it too. Um, yeah Bradley's in the comments on YouTube saying even though we scored today it felt like ages since we scored if that makes sense <laughs> it sort of does doesn't it it feels like a big old grind goals very valuable in the Premier League wins very valuable in the Premier League you don't get many of them well you've according to you Dan that we, we get we get a point for that don't we because we scored a goal no oh, I wish your stupid fucking stats Paul has said uh, the saddest part well, oh well kill me for having a bit of wishful thinking and a bit <laughs> hate you Norman 11 goals we should have 11 points we've got 9 stupid um, the saddest part for me says Paul now is knowing there's nothing left to play for this season and if we're lucky we avoid that's not true we avoid a relegation <laughs> scrap that's how Paul feels are you saying Paul's wrong as well no, I'm saying I think there's quite a lot to play for because I feel like um, we, we feel very much like we're looking down now doesn't it after the this recent run of games yeah I remember in the uh, second half of that Chelsea game I think it was when they had a man sent off and I thought fucking hell we're going to win the league here <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't think that anymore 
No. That, those parameters are just they're gradually narrowing week by <laughs> week by week, aren't they? It just you did look at the, the run of games and you thought What was it? It was Everton, Villa, Brighton, Brentford Palace. You thought there'd be a winner two in there, didn't you? But then again, you, you looked at Chelsea and you thought, well, that one's a write-off. So maybe it's just one of those arse about face seasons. I don't know. Mm, that was ages ago. I'm really <laughs> missing that Forest game that we were meant to play. Yeah. That feels like a real missed opportunity. Yeah, that is a bit unlucky, I think. It's it draws parallels almost with when Bielsa was sacked, wasn't it? The run of games that the, the COVID postponements then mm. caused us to have in the new year and how it just swayed things. I mean, even that those run of fixtures, though, you want more than two points out of that, uh, it will surprise you to learn that Firpo had an injury issue after the Villa game, so wasn't involved today. No way. Bamford, clearly physically in good form. We just need to keep getting him fully game, fit and sharp. Uh, on a day when he's sharper, he finds a goal. I mean, as for Firpo, how many times can you possibly say it? Should we, should we just... Buy a left back. He's not good yeah. when he plays and he's always, always injured. So, are you with, with the transfer window coming up, it's it's early October now. Buy a left back, buy a striker. It's all anyone was saying. We've only got about six, six, seven games to get through then the window's open again. How long did he play against Villa? He came on in the second half, right? Not even for very long, I don't know. So he's played, what, a friendly against Blackpool, got injured, come on off the bench against Villa, got injured. Yep. With regards to like Furpo, and, and I've been again reflecting on this, like what Kinnear said when we spoke to him, and you start to read between the lines, and he said, Leeds, can't, Leeds are at a level now where we can't afford for transfers to not work. And... I think what he's getting at potentially there is Furpo because we spent 13 million on him or whatever it was. And they're kind of in a stick with him come hell or high water situation with Furpo. Whereas a grown up club with resources might just go, let's insure ourselves against the possibility of failure in another way by putting a left back in the team, for example. Mm, I thought Strout did well today as well. Yeah. But yeah, Furpo came on uh, 58 minutes. Right. So he's had half an hour. So he's had half an hour and got injured. Brilliant. Right. Marsh loves this team believes in it he knows we're going to improve um, I do think there is potential for it to improve don't get me wrong well we saw it in the first half though. these are early days with it and I think there are certain bits of it that, are, like Aronson doing those little jinking runs good I think Adams breaking up play is really good today his, his use of the ball I thought was poor but there are some good bits to it but it just feels like I don't know if he felt like we completely ran out of ideas in that second half or we were just resigned to trying to hold on for the draw it didn't feel like we were ever wanting to get on the front foot again at that point. It was like, well, they've kind of on top of us now, so we'll just accept that and we'll try and hold out like we did against Villa. Can uh, Hakpo play left back? Asks your Angao in the uh, in the comments on YouTube. Maybe, mm, maybe, maybe. I, I would, I would like him not to play left back. To be clear, but I would like to buy him because he looks dead good, and I think he would score goals. And like, and like Sinister not playing today is possibly done us as well because we've seen how many times he can just already can just pull pull a goal out of nothing did you not think that Aronson was more effective though pushed further out wide and you, you don't know whether that's down to the individual opponents that were playing mm. or whether that is just a better position for him but I thought he looked a lot brighter today and a lot more involved as, as you saw with the goal mm. yeah I thought I thought it was good again like they all did drifted out of his second half but yeah but then he played I don't like Rodrigo playing there so it gives us it gives us an option to not play Rodrigo it, there I mean it, it's hard to criticise because it did work to start with but it, it felt like kind of the safe option replacing Sinistera with Bamford and moving Rodrigo there. Like mm. we were chatting beforehand, it'd have been nice to see Somerville just start, I think, because mm. he's the next winger, it feels like, in the pecking order. What, what did you make of him when he came on? I didn't do much, but we didn't have the ball. There's some nice little link up moments, wasn't it? Where he seemed like he just. That's what I mean. It'd be nice to see him from the start rather than him coming on midway through the second half when the game's already a bit of a mess and mm. he's got to try and work his way into it. Like he's, he looks far too good for the 21s. I just think. 
can we just see him start? He might not be good enough for this level. I don't, I don't know, but mm. we're not going to know until we see it, basically. And it doesn't feel like we'd be making a huge sacrifice to put him in because it's not like we're having to leave out, you know, a, an inform, well suited player, is it? But it goes in, to the same thing I just Rodrigo. said, though, Michael. Don't you think that uh, at 27, 29 million, whatever Rodrigo was, they can't afford to not play him? This, that's surely not what Kinnear meant because that's just stupid. Well, to just say, we're, well, we're going to play it until it does work. Well, what? How, how do you? How else do you interpret what he said there? Then, if we can't afford for transfers at this level to not work, obviously some don't work, so they, they stick with them. I don't. Isn't, isn't he just saying that they need to be careful in the market when they buy people in the first place, as opposed to saying we will buy someone and play them for, until the end of their contract, regardless of how shit they are? Surely he didn't mean that. Rodrigo starting there today feels more to me like you're in the leadership group, you're a senior guy, mm, you get yep. to play, sort of thing. Well, Liverpool are losing again, their shit, so that's great. Um, Jesse Marsh saying that uh, the chipped balls began bypass, bypassing the midfield. This is Palace, by the way. Their uh, chipped balls began bypassing the midfield. He says he switched to a diamond late on, but in general, he was pleased with the performance. Again, picked out Christensen as a as a best game. Um, yeah, I thought it was good today. In fact, yeah, let's let's talk about that. That what, was a positive. What, Christensen? I thought he did well. Yeah, he seems to have the region. Zaha's good, isn't he? Yeah. So. yeah. Um, let's have a look. What else? Um, a weird season with the break, says Marsh. In some ways, the Chelsea game was bad for us. It put teams on warning. Really? Uh, I believe, should, we, should we just not play well? We, let's not play well. Not, not, tell, not yeah, show that we can play well. It doesn't make, don't make sense, does it? But um, I believe we played better over the last five games than those two points. Maybe, maybe not. It just it just goes to show how tight the Premier League is. The problem is, is we're falling on the wrong side of the line more often than not at the minute. Mm. We need to find a way to win. I know that's a really, really basic thing to say, but it just feels like we, just feels like we don't have it at the moment. He's pushing mindfulness now then because he's saying uh, we have to live in the moment and not succumb to stress and fear. Is Jesse. He talks so much about stress. I feel like that would only stress me out more. If your boss is just going, you're not stressed, are you? Are you stressed? Don't stress. You're not feeling stressed, are you? Like, well, no, I'm all right, actually, mate. <laughs> Why did you miss that chance? Is it because you were too stressed? No, it just, it just hit, came off the outside of my foot. It just caught it wrong because of the stress. No. God <laughs> shaking sake, Jesse. Him at, shaking him in the changing room. Are you stressed? <laughs> I'm not stressed. Oh, God. Oh dear. Do we have anything else to add then or should we just wrap this sorry show up? And uh... Jackie hasn't been great last couple of games. No. Never terrible because he's he still puts a shift in and all, but he's not doing anything. He's sad because of his contract. Particularly good, I, I, think, he, I think he's sad because of his contract. Think we should make him happy with loads of money. Yeah, just pay him everything we've got. <laughs> pay them all, except Furpo. Give him Furpo's money. <laughs> just claim on the insurance for Furpo. <laughs> oh, jeez. Third party fire and theft on Junior Furpo. <laughs> yeah. So, well, look. Thanks for joining us on this show. I don't think we we need to particularly. Um, Sorry, everyone. Don't need to labour this. The, the it's much more fun when we win of this game. We don't win enough, though, do we? That's, no, that's, been that's ages. the problem. That is the problem. It has been a while, and with that month's bloody stupid break, it's got. It's been even longer, hasn't it? And oh. about the stupid bloody World Cup. Oh, I wish up. we had another one now. <laughs> stupid season, stupid game. Let's. Uh, should we wrap it up there then? Yeah. Did we do? Did I mention Levi solicitors at the start? I think I did, didn't I? If not, check them out. If you're moving house, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. 10% discount on your legal fees levisisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball um, uh, back with the Phil Hay show going to pick that one apart Phil's normally a bit more measured about this sort of stuff I think we, we're all just downcast because it was a shit game um, but Phil can normally pull some threads and tell us what went wrong in his opinion um, so we'll do that that's, oh, that's tomorrow morning for God's sake <laughs> uh, and we'll be back with all the usual stuff propaganda and the weekly show and stuff later in the week and we will speak to you in a bit we'll see you soon the match ball. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 